リンクスタート先輩先輩 She's a light guy, all these lollies call me Rubbing on her thighs, she stay wet for her Shawty so kawaii and would die for her Ride and watch hentai all the time with What up, weebs, and welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. It is a great honor and privilege to sit with you guys every single Monday to not only tell you the depth of the anime culture itself, the indigenous regions of where we must speculate, and also endeavor ourselves into the fun aspects of what we love within anime, but we get to sit down and have a good time and do something we love, which is to entertain you guys with something I'm always ever growing in, which is the depth of anime knowledge, and bring it to your attention for a limited edition download every Monday. <laughs> so I hope you guys are doing well. I hope life has been blessing all of you, so take All of my love, my positivity, and all of my greatness because you guys deserve to have the best life possible. And as we all know, as we're entering into Gear 5 era with the One Piece culture and community, it is also time for us to enter our Gear 5 as well. We should not be sitting back and not having fun with our lives. We should not be sitting at home, not doing everything we've always wanted to. It's hot as balls outside. I'm sweating my ass off as I'm schwitzing in my room recording this for you, and I'm having an absolute blast doing it because it's something. I love. I know everybody and their mom has a podcast now, but somebody who has been in entertainment for almost 10 years decided to finally push through all the shrubbery and let everybody know there's some people there that you should support and some people you should be entertained by because it is their God gift and notion of talent. So, for example, just like anybody who's a teacher out there and loves to see the youth of the aspect and to bring up the next generation to better the world and society around us, those people should have the most clout and the most honor about them. Not athletes, not all these other people, these Stupid celebrities who don't know right from left, but we are starting a movement together. That is why we started with anime, because anime is still, and I mean this, still the last forefront within entertainment that is unbiased politically, religiously, all of that stuff with big money slowly coming into it. But I'm still happy to say that anime. Is still the forefront of imagination, of bringing us together and endeavoring us into a world building element that is still authentic to its core of imagination and expressing somebody's opinion from a productive standpoint and a production value that puts us into worlds we would have never been in otherwise. So I'm glad you guys are joining me again. As you can see, I'm very hot and excited. I had a pre workout before I worked out, so I'm a little jittery, but we're g o i n g to get through this anyways. This is the first ever podcast. I'm recording live. I'm live on multiple, I think, platforms. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I'm on, I'm pretty sure, also Facebook and also Twitch. The thing about this is, I want to do more for you guys. And as you guys have been a part of this brand now for almost a year, you guys have understood that this is the progression of what somebody should be doing to you, is giving you more. I'm trying to make more with my time. I'm trying to find more ways to have fun with the environment of anime and also finding another way to bring you into the family because, again, There's no limit to what we can accomplish together. And if you guys haven't been like on privy to this or on top of it, so if you've never heard of a guy named Kai, he is a all time top streamer at the moment. I think he's number two with the most active subscribers in the world right now. And this guy held a free giveaway. In New York City. And the craziest thing about this cat is not only did he say, Yo, what's up? I'm giving away free PCs. Come out and get one. 
He brought tens of thousands of people literally closing down these main streets and squares in New York City. And let's just say they got a little rifey. They got a little excited. And when somebody's asking about, you know, come out for free shit, who wouldn't get excited? Like, who wouldn't be sitting there pushing all the railings and getting excited? Like, the, the guy, like, probably expected Kai. He's like, everybody's going to show up, going to sit in single file lines. Everybody's going to have, like, a straight notion. And they're all going to sit there and say, okay, I'll wait my turn, sir. I would love to have a card to get myself a PC. No, everybody's there like, yo, give me a fucking PC. <laughs> so it was pretty crazy to see that the magnitude this guy has from just a streaming attribute is fantastic because again, that shows you the beneficial aspects of social media. That shows you the opportunity we have as individuals to grow our brands and also further the connection we have with one another to positively make a change in this world. I know it was free PCs. I know it was kind of not well thought out. There was no, basically you could say, Oh, like there was no, uh, I don't think he reached out to the police department. I don't think he reached out to the city to get clearances or to have, you know, like any authority to be present for this. But anyways, it still shows that somebody who started his own brand from playing video games now is such a monumental, prolific figure within the culture. He is now going to places like Japan and doing live streams, giving people free PCs and shutting down freaking like Lincoln Square, whatever it was in New York. It is so cool to see that this is the progression of what content can do. So again, I've said this before, and I'll reiterate this. Be very careful who you support in this world. You must be very careful who you give your time to and who you promote or support because your diet is more than just what you consume, I guess you could say, through food. It's also visual. It's uh, entertainment stuff. So let's step up. Let's do better. That's why I'm doing more for you guys, and I love you so much. So uh, my current watch right now, for anybody that's wondering, for on the anime side... I am currently watching Future Diary for the first time in my life. I know, I know what you're thinking. Alex, how can you possibly call yourself the Anime Senpai if you haven't watched a show like Future Diary at least once in your life? Well, it's quite simple. There are tens of thousands of animes out there. There's no possible way I'll watch them all in my life. Even if I full-time send into content creation, and I literally, it's my paying job to watch animes, I will never be able to watch every anime that exists. It's impossible. I'll die before they stop releasing animes. So I am finally watching it for the first time. It is for the Patreon-only family. Shoutouts to Australian Chris all the way across the pond. He recommended this show. If you are not a part of the Patreon family, what I do is every single month, I basically have you guys choose a show for me to watch, and I go deep and I dive on the review aspects of the entire show I watched. My favorite things, my least favorite things, progressive things of how we could have made the anime better, different pivotal little parts that I love, secondary characters. It's such a fun watch that I have to shout out a young lady in that show by the name of Yuno. So if you guys have never heard about Yuno or Future Diary, let me tell you this. That girl is everything and more that I've ever wanted in a character. I love my pink-haired waifus. It's the reason why I have Zero Two uh, tattooed on my arm. It's the reason why I fell in love with so many of these great characters that have pink hair as well. But you know, let's just say that if you've ever been on uh, YouTube and you type in the hot, crazy metric scale and this guy breaks down to you like the perfect unicorn line of what you look for, let's just say that you know is highly over the crazy scale and the hot scale. She's like one of those things where you take a chance on it you know it's how it's going to end, but goddamn, was it a good time. <laughs> it was a fun ride. So I personally am not only captivated by this bat-crazy persona of a plot line where everybody who's been using their cell phone, I'm not going to spoil anything because I save this for the Patreon side, 
But everybody who's using their cell phone within this storyline that uses it like kind of like a diary to write events within their life or whatever it is, they have been chosen people now to have future diaries and now are competing against other future diary users to quote unquote become a future god. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of insane, but at the same time, this story has been so fun to watch. I'm actually yoked and excited to see what happens because you know already stole my heart. She might have killed some people close to her, and now our MC just found out. And uh, yeah, I'll save the rest for the Patreon episode, but I'm still in love with that damn girl. <laughs> I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. Her character line is batshit crazy. She literally is the one that will kill everybody around you just so you're only hers. It's kind of hot. <laughs> in my room. It's kind of hot in my room. So that's what's been going down. Also, one quick thing to mention here too, because I am live on TikTok and I have like 10,000 people here on TikTok. I wanted to say this. It's really crazy to me that I'm somebody who's been creating anime content now on TikTok for about a year, just about a year now. And so there's something that's kind of prevalent within this side now of TikTok that is blowing my mind. It is called the AI live trend. And if you don't know about this trend, there was a girl who started this one herself, a woman, and she started doing this and she calls herself the queen of AI, right? What she basically is doing is she's sitting on these live videos and all she's doing is acting like a bot, a robot. And she reacts to gifts people send her. Yes, strong woman, grab, grab. Yes, strong woman. Now, before I say anything, I never hate the player. I hate the game. She is incredibly smart for taking advantage of people and using them to give her money to react to their live gifts, right? The part I have an issue with is, are we as individuals and as people who consume content or people who are sitting like half passed out, half drunk, bowl of Cheetos in our side, hands in our pants watching these videos on TikTok, when we scroll across her page, and I've seen people doing it before her, they weren't reacting to gifts, they were just acting like bots the entire time. Like, I think there's one guy, the Chicago guy that they people have hyped up, but... I'm just so enamored at the fact people want to sit down and send this lady money for her to react constantly in the same thing. GG, GG, GG. Ooh, that smells good. Glizzy. I'm kind of shocked that people sit there, and I'm probably sure for hours, if not minutes at times, watching people send this lady gifts and then also her just doing the same redundant reaction constantly. It blows my mind that number one, it works. And number two, I can't tell you how many people now in my trend, like I'm talking about real talk, how many people in my live feeds on TikTok are constantly doing the AI trend. And I'm sorry to say, y'all are not good at it. <laughs> There's a reason she's number one because she's a bot probably, but that's for another conversation. Thank you for the heart. I will say that it's kind of crazy. She has been made into a persona now and it has taken the TikTok formatics by storm. Like I kid you not, every single live person I've come across, some people who have millions of followers jumped onto the trend for a quick payout. I was like, yo, uh, first off, how dare y'all for trying to take over her game, which she created and kind of fine tuned for herself. But second, why do you think I would even pay for this? Like I think as TikTok consumers, we have to do better. We gotta step up and give our money to things that actually matter or for God's sake, save it for yourself and get yourself a good meal or a down payment for a house in 2057 because houses are never going down in prices. But I'm just shooketh to my core that it's actually a thing. My buddies were joking with me constantly and told me I should do it. But I said, number one, I'm not taking advantage of people. And number two, there's so much more I could be doing with my content. 
I'm not just going to follow somebody else and do what they're doing. It just doesn't make sense to me to constantly follow somebody else's tread line of them finding a way to do it and then you copy it. So for example, on TikTok, if you've ever stumbled across people's videos that tell you new way to make income, fast way to make a high paying income, this is a high paying skill job, copy this thing and there's like 30,000 shares, all these people are already doing it. Do you really think it's a high value job if everybody else is doing it? Like really think about it. And I'm just saying personally, like I don't think a lot of people are actually furthering it or acting on these type of environments. But if more people get into an industry or people are trying to show you how to get into it, do you really think it's going to be a way for all of us to make money? Just really question things is all I'm saying. So a little shook that the AI thing is a thing on TikTok. Kind of had a vent about it real quick. Blew my mind, but that's for another time. So two more weeks left. I'm finally on the two-week vacation. I'm going to be spending so much time doing live streams with you guys and also doing kind of some new vlogs for the YouTube side. A lot of fun coming out, so stay tuned for that. It's time to get to the crux of why we are here tonight. And so I've done it once before, and it has been done before. We went into the first ever Rate That Anime on this show, and we did MyAnimeList.net. So what I decided to do is go to one of the most prolific websites in the entire world of anime viewership, where if you've never used MyAnimeList, what you can basically do is you go onto this platform, you make an account, and you type in every single show you have either watched, you are currently watching, or you wish to watch. You can see how the populace of everybody who else uh, who has an account or around the world has rated this show as a populist how many people have rated it it was sensational so i did the top 10 animes in the entire world of people who have watched it and rated and i rated it myself so it was a good time so i thought why don't we continue that notion why don't we further that idea and actually put that into today's episode of now doing distinct social uh let's just say streaming platforms just like netflix so if you guys don't know this I've said this before on this show, my reintroduction to anime was back when I was fresh out of college and I re-downloaded Netflix because now you have some money because I'm freaking out of college and have to eat freaking Taco Tuesdays and Top Ramen all my life anymore. I finally re-downloaded Netflix and I watched anime before. I watched anime a lot when I was a kid, but I stopped when I got into a girlfriend, got into high school, got into college. You know, there's a drifting part with most of us. We kind of move away from things because back in my day, this is 30 years ago now, uh, 32, back in my day, anime wasn't as prevalent as an experience as it is today. Like, I'm talking about if you liked even uh, superheroes, you were shunned upon. Like, I'm talking about if you were to go to school and you wore a Captain America shirt, y'all were probably shoved into a trash can and launched down a hill. I'm being honest with you. The same people who bullied people back in the day for liking anime or superheroes are now the same cats taking their kids to go watch the Marvelverse. Just saying. It's crazy how time changes. But I thought to myself... Why not go back to the start of my viewership, which was Netflix at the time, and see what they had maybe for like Family Guy stuff, right? Because I really was enjoying of Seinfeld, um, the like kind of sitcom stuff, but I also liked more futuristic things like Futurama that were anime style, or even like, what was the other one? Family Guy, American Dad, stuff like that. I didn't know though, when I went back to Netflix, they had some animes on there now, and they didn't even have a category. Like, keep in mind, when I started going back into anime, and I did watch some on Netflix before getting Crunchyroll, they actually had some anime shows. So the thing that was crazy about it is, one of the first shows I watched that was on Netflix was Sword Art Online. The craziest thing to me is that 
I can't believe Sword Art Online, which a lot of people hate on, by the way, and it's okay. I understand people hate on it. Sword Art Online is the grandfather of isekais, and it's okay if we don't want to admit it. It's okay if we want to take a step aside and try to, you know, talk shit on it, because that's fine. Einkrad was the pinnacle of it. Alfine was a little bit weird. Gungale was eh, and then we go into Alicization, which was like, ah, okay. But still, I watched Sword Art Online, and it re-sparked that thing in me that I turned off as a kid. It reinvigorated that thing within me that I put to the side and I was terrified that I lost it. And I couldn't believe that I put it so far to the side for so long. So I dove headfirst back into anime. This is over nine years ago now, eight years ago, and I haven't stopped since. I've made an abundantly clear now within my entertainment career, getting into radio and television, I'm so focused on endeavoring now into the anime world and making myself the Ryan Seacrest of the anime world because somebody has to get this shit going even further. Somebody has to further this, right? So that's what led me to say, well, if I'm going to continue rate that anime, we got to do Netflix, right? And I'm abundantly scared to know this. Netflix has over, like, I think 60 or 70 original animes, not even including movies and stuff as well. I was blown at the fact that I sat down, wrote down all the ones I've seen so far, and now there's, like, an abundant amount of other ones that I still haven't watched yet, and I'm a little upset, but I'm going to have to watch those for part two when we do it again. So, if you're asking yourself... What exactly are the criterias needed for me to rate a show unbiasedly? Because it's unfortunate to say, anytime we watch a show, we can be biased, right? Like we have certain type of interests we like, certain type of genres, or especially something that is relatable to us in our life stories. Because I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people haven't realized, if you're ever giving somebody, let's just say guidance or you're trying to give them you know a pep talk or you're trying to give them some wisdom some words of encouragement you're never able to give somebody advice outside of the advice that would help yourself really think about that i can't tell somebody else what to do outside of what i would do it's hard to grasp that right like it's really tough for me to give somebody the best outlook of a situation like say there's a buddy i had right he's dating some girl for a long time He's not in a good situation. How do I make it better for him? Well, I know as somebody from the outside who has been in that situation, bro, leave her, drop her. You can find somebody else. Do yourself better. If you've tried to work it out and it doesn't work, you got to get yourself healthy again, get your mental state better, put yourself in a better space, right? That's what I would do. So how can I tell him what he should do, you know, because I'm not him. It's it's I'm himothy, but I'm not him. So <laughs> it was tough, right? So I thought to myself, I really had to sit down and get a just criteria basis of almost like critique that is needed to justly rate a show. So I have this spectrum now and every single show I'm going to go through with you guys today, we'll do a part two because there's too many shows to do in one episode. I'm going to do two different subsections. The first one is going to be a tier rating of the show. So the tier rating is going to go from anywhere from an F all the way up to an S. The F means it's god awful, it failed the class, it shouldn't get another season, and by God almighty, I want my time back, all the way to S tier, which means this show is literally a masterpiece. Everything I could want from a show, everything anybody else could want for a show, and I literally would tell every single person I ever met in my life that asked me to recommend an anime, this effing show. That's what an S tier is. So not only am I going to rate it in a tier setting, I'm also going to give it an overall rating from a personal standpoint of 1 through 10. Same kind of concept, 1, what the hell did I watch, 10, I want more. So... Let's not waste any, uh, any more time. And if you weren't here for the beginning of the TikTok Live, I did explain the type of criteria I have. So, for example, I'm going to do things based on length, time, pacing, and progression. So, what that means is, is the show paced correctly? 
Is it feeling like for myself watching this within a one season spurt, which is somewhere between 12 to 24 episodes, right? Within that first season, or let's say two parts or two seasons, does it feel like they added filler episodes? Does it feel like they were kind of wasting time or needed extra time because they weren't really properly prepared? Maybe something happened with the designing crew, maybe the writers, directors, maybe the animators. Does it feel like they made it kind of a filler? Like, did they waste time, right? Because I have seen some animes, and I kid you not, they're only 12 episodes. And when I got to episode 10, they made a 10.5 to catch me up on everything I just watched for the last two episodes. I can't make that up. It actually shocked me to think that there are some shows that think because they were releasing, I will defend them, they were releasing at the time of that season release, so it could have been a spring anime, could have been a summer anime, fall anime, whatever it may be. I just think it's kind of a waste within one season to do like a 10.5 or a 9.5 and try to catch me up on what I just watched. Trust me, if I'm weekly watching, I know what the hell's going on, even though it's been over two months. I know, trust me. So that's a little weird, right? Another one is protagonist and antagonist. Does it feel like the protagonist is force? Does it feel like they're trying to make me empathize for them? Is it over the top, um, like you could say, protagonist armor, like MC main armor? Like, does it seem like this guy will never get hurt no matter what they do? How about the antagonist side? Is this antagonist something that feels like it will build the story in a progressive way? Is it somebody that I can actually sit back and hate? Is this antagonist somebody that I can literally sit there and think to myself, what the hell is going on with this person? Perfect example I can give you is Death Note. Death Note, you're literally following the main character who is technically the antagonist. And then the antagonist is technically the protagonist, which is L and Light Yagami. It's kind of crazy, right? But both of their parts are so crafty and so incredibly designed and created, the entirety of the progression of their story and the mental focus they have to one-up each other in this mental chess game they play was absolutely undescribable. It's incredible to me. So can you captivate me with a progressive... Uh, progress and progress of a protagonist and antagonist okay how about secondary characters do these shows have epitomal secondary characters do these secondary characters actually fit the roles of either being the comedy relief the backbone to our mc which is needed at times for perfect example is re-zero if we go to rem and subaru don't even get me started on the fact that subaru my boy literally folded like a deck of cards. I'm talking my boy Subaru. I've never seen somebody fold like a wet paper towel like Subaru unless it's Jon Snow. You can hate on me all you want. I still hate Jon Snow at the end of Game of Thrones. It pissed me off that he literally folded because he found out information. He, You've slept with her. You're in love with her. She's your cousin. Whatever. <laughs> just, be, just be a Lannister at this point. Full send. I couldn't believe Subaru folded so quickly, but Rem was there to backbone him and save him. And he even told Rem, let's run away. And she's like, Subaru, if I ran away with you, you wouldn't be the guy I fell in love with. That's the craziest thing. So now when you think about these and a couple other ones real quickly are also genre originality. Is this a very original piece within the genre? So like, let's say it's a slice of life. Is it like every other slice of life in a high school setting where it's a young romance or... Is this something original? Is this something different? Is it like Tony Kawa over the moon for you? Is it something that I'm like, oh my God, Nasa-chan falling in love with this girl who just stopped a bus with her head and now they're kind of like falling in love a year and a half later and they're getting married? Is she connected to the moon? It was original, something different. Don't talk to me about this gosh damn reincarnated as a vending machine. I have to pause here again and Megas, our Discord manager and one of my close friends, uh, shame on you. 
for watching Reincarnated as a vending machine. I've said this before, and I'll say this again. I am utterly disgusted and disappointed at the fact that we've allowed that to be a show. <laughs> it's, are we that lost for ideas? That would get an F for genre originality. A vending machine? Really? <laughs> so also, theme and purpose. What was the direction of this show? World building. Was it building correctly to the authoritative nature of what they set us within this world? A great one I can tell you about, Reincarnated as a Slime. That one is unbelievable how that story progresses with a world-building acrament and showing the entirety of not this little slime, which befriended a giant dragon god, started his own country. Kind of amazing. World-building is great on that one. Another one is relatability. How do you connect to the story and the, uh, the characters and everything else? Entertainment aspects. Was it very entertaining? Did it grip you? Attention to detail. Did they really pay attention to little things? Binge-worthy and authenticity. Different kind of criteria I put together to really make a just rating for these shows. So, now that I'm schwitzing my ass off, you can probably see me dripping sweat here as it's really hot. And uh, again, I train like Saitama from One Punch Man. When it's summertime, I don't use AC. I will not use AC. It helps me stay healthy. It lets me sweat out my body. And there's nobody in this damn room, so I can get stinky if I want to. Let's go through as many of these shows as we can before we get too far, and then I'll stop and we'll do the rest of them in part two later down the road. A bunch of these shows that are authentic to Netflix themselves, some of them which kind of shocked me, which this first one we'll start with, I didn't know that Netflix kind of bought their rights and took over the brand because God thank you they did because after season two of this show was absolutely awful. A lot of these Netflix shows are either in-house production pieces for themselves or they are actually things that they have confirmed or acquired through rights and purposes of, re uh, I guess, recalibrating for their own network, right? So let's go through these shows. And the first one we're starting with, Seven Deadly Sins. I know. It's kind of crazy to think that the fall from grace seven deadly sins have, I could kind of relate it to the fall of like the devil from heaven. It's crazy to say that. I know. Just give me a second here. Seven deadly sins was one of the most dope shows I've seen in a one anime spurt. The authenticity of the storyline of these seven deadly sins, all being unique characters who were basically the King's guard in the Royal capital and somehow, some way get cathorted and pinpointed as the enemy of now the entirety of this world, because the entire world is hunting for them because they killed set like guard captain whoever it was at the time so now they're fugitives they're running around these picture drawings of them on these wanted sides look like these masculine giant men but meliotis is like this little pipsqueak it was crazy to see that this story was not only fun the animation style was a little toony and kind of fantasy based which i enjoyed meliotis himself the seven deadly sins freaking if you want to talk about galther and all the characters in merlin jesus christ almighty I, I didn't think her clothes could get any smaller uh bond in his tight leather outfit just like michael jackson red suit the story was so cool the animation style was so dope the character relatability you could vent through one of these ones especially king or diane and the things she went through as a giant in the world hating her for just being tall like they gave you so many great stories to follow along and then they fell from heaven. <laughs> I don't, I really don't know what happened other than the fact that season one was a banger, like absolutely shook me. And I was so excited to watch season two. And then you start watching season two and you're like, okay, it's still pretty dope. They're showing you like the 10 commandments now or whatever they're called, the 12 commandments. I think I forgot it's like the demon army now and they're like superior guard. They have them kind of brought in and they have this big battle kind of a thing. And I'm like, okay, this is still pretty badass. And I swear to you, they were just gone. 
They literally plummeted to the bottom of the ocean like that submarine that nobody could find. Too soon, I know. <laughs> My bad, but they were gone. We couldn't find them. No sonar could pick them up. Nobody in the sky could find these people. That submarine was gone, and that submarine on the side of it said Seven Deadly Sins. They were gone. The production company sold them, I believe. They were only on YouTube, I think, for season three or whatever it was. You couldn't even find it. The animation style fell off. The story progression was just blah. They died. They literally died. And I can't sit here and I can't rate a show like Seven Deadly Sins justly without giving you the entirety of the series. I can't do it. It's impossible. If it's there, I have to rate it. I can't sit here and tell you, well, just season one. That's like talking about Sword Art Online. And I'm like, well, just the first half of Aincrad. Everything else doesn't exist. Aincrad is perfection. I can't do that. <laughs> so I have to be realistic. And to be realistic, I'm telling you right now, ah, I wish I could have given more love to Seven Deadly Sins. I loved it. I'm sure anybody who has watched it knows what the hell I'm talking about. It fucking was so good that first season, especially when you get to like the ending of the first season and you see her second eye and they tell you basically what she is. God, man, it just sucked. So for a tier rating of the show, I'm going to give it a hard C plus, and I think that's fair. I think it's a little too fair, to be honest with you. If I was only allowed to do season one and two, I would have given it an A. Absolute easy A. But the entirety of everything that's released, and I didn't double check, though, but I believe all of it is available, including season three on Netflix. I could be wrong, but I'm just going to do the entirety of it here. It's a hardcore C plus, and it sucks. That show could have been amazing, and I honestly... I'm disappointed to know that certain shows that have the ability to be something monumental, something magnifique, something so cool that Ratatouille himself couldn't cook it up. The first one that comes to mind whenever I talk about it is Tokyo Ghoul. Now, how many of us have read Tokyo Ghoul that know about White Suit Kaneki, that know about the in-depth of that storyline and how fucking awesome Tokyo Ghoul really gets? A lot of us do, but you know what sucks? They fucked it. <laughs> the anime side fell off a cliff, just like Seven Deadly Sins. The first season is like, yo, Ken, my boy, now you're snapping your finger and your white hair don't care. I was loving it. And then season two happens and you're like, he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now Ken Kaneki is like, I'm just going to go do me. I, I need to, I have to run away to protect the world. It's like, okay, whatever, Ken, do your thing. And then the third season starts. I'm like, where am I? It like time skipped, switched animation style, didn't follow the manga because I believe like the manga was, you know, uh, wasn't up to this point at time. But I was like, what happened? What the hell happened to Tokyo Ghoul? That was my shit. <laughs> you know, so the same thing is here for Seven Deadly Sins. Thank you for the heart. I will say it deserves a C plus. I wish I could give it more, but it would be unjust. I will say, though, the world building element was super authentic. The protagonist was also super dope. I love the antagonist and you're guessing the whole time who it was. It was relatable, and sometimes it's just, what happened, man? What happened? Somebody buy and remake it. <laughs> Mr. Beast, you got more money than God. Buy and remake it. So now, let's go to the second show. On the second edition of Rate That Anime, Netflix edition, and we're doing only Netflix-exclusive animes, and I'm reviewing them and rating them. The second one on this list, which is a personal favorite of mine, is Magi, the Adventure of Sinbad. Now, I'm about to put you all on game. If you have never, and I mean absolutely never, Magi Adventure of Sinbad. Now, I'm about to put y'all on game if you guys have never seen Magi. It is probably one of the best hidden gems in the entire world. Magi 
is probably one of the most authentic shows you can ever watch in your life. Magi is probably one of the most exclusive dope animes that I have ever had the adventure of stumbling across because when you get introduced to these characters of Aladdin and Sinbad, the adventure these characters go on and especially then putting it into like more of kind of like not a medieval thing, but it's almost like Aladdin, the movies that are actually, you know, like Disney movies, Aladdin, it brings you to that kind of a world setting. And the coolest part about this show is that it goes from zero to a hundred real quick. It's insane to think that Magi is a show a lot of people haven't heard about Magi, and it kind of surprises me. I've been to so many events, I've been to so many places, and I've hosted a lot of these conventions. I've also been like a MC for different pop-up events. I've hosted like uh, cosplay tournaments and all that stuff. The craziest thing to myself about it is, these shows that are hidden gems like this deserve to have more hype. Like the hype that I constantly see One Piece getting, I know Gear 5's here, I understand it, but shows like Magi deserve more love. Thank you for the heart. Shows like, oh, it's Scoo, you're freaking Scoo boy. Sco those shows deserve more than anything else in the world. So to me, Magi is probably one of the most authentic shows that especially when you go from season one to season two, the progression of it is so iconic. Everything is so original about it as well. And the best part about it is, it blew up so well within the Netflix perspective, they gave it a spin-off show for probably the most rizzled guy you'll ever meet in your life. And his name is Sinbad. Sinbad is one of the coolest dudes I've ever seen in my life. Sinbad literally was born with a golden spoon in his mouth. Like Sinbad literally came out of the womb. Lightning was shooting down from the skies and gods around the world when Sinbad was born were like, he's here. <laughs> Can you imagine having that much of a presence when you're born the entire world feels it? That was iconic. Like, that shit literally shook me. And the coolest part is, he literally came out of the womb and he's like, I want to sail the seven seas and I will be the one to conquer every world and more. And he did. They literally gave him his own sub story. And it's really cool too, because when you watch Magi, there's a lot of kingdoms and other... Um, I guess you could say continents that are involved in this world because it's kind of like different factions fighting each other in these continents. And the coolest part is that with Magi, Sinbad is one of those secondary characters. And you go to his basically country and get to experience everything within his world. And the coolest part about it, I mean literally the coolest part about it, is the fact that he gets his own show. You get to see everything from his start to his progression of becoming the man he is today. What made him have the drive to go out into the world to conquer everything and where he began all of his adventures is absolutely amazing. And they have these like they're called jinns within these like objects that they wear. He is the only guy in the world I think that has seven jinns or something like that. Like he has collected so many from these towers where they basically have to go into them to conquer these towers because most people die in them, but if you beat it you get these jinns with their superpowers. Ah, uh, effing amazing. I loved the show. I loved everything about it. And the best part is, this is just an off series. So this isn't even the original Magi. This is the side one about Sinbad and his life. This is, I, and I kid you not when I say this, this is an S tier show. I know that sounds insane to say. I know it sounds crazy. I literally, I know it sounds crazy. This is a spinoff. It's not even the original show. I get it. Go watch that damn show on Netflix. I hope it's still there. It might not be because I had to have it downloaded off of like a third party uh, app or something like that to do it for a rating one time. I don't even know if it's still there. All I know is that Magi, The Adventures of Sinbad, S tier, 10 out of 10. I loved everything about it. And the thing is too, and I highly recommend this, 
you need to watch Moggy first to really appreciate Sinbad. Because Moggy shows you the world-building element of the entirety of the story and what's happening. And then when you watch Sinbad, you fall in love with my guy because then you understand why he's a badass, why he's the Rizzle Bear 5000, why he's the Rizzle God, why this guy literally is Himothy. This guy is embodiment of just swag. The guy, the reason why I like him so much is like, he's a ladies man, so he knows how to savant and talk to them and kind of, you know, persuade them in certain attributes. But the coolest thing about him is he doesn't try. He does. And also he uses, which is crazy, I know. He'll use his savant and his rizzleness to kind of get him forward in certain situations. Like he'll basically make friends with other nations and bring the princesses in close to him and make them fall for him so he can use them as allies. Can I say a genius tactic? A man of flavor and war? Loved his character. So that's the first S tier on this list. Shout outs again to Magi Adventures of Sinbad. Now, let's go to a show that I was utterly surprised I fell in love with. This show actually scared me. This show actually surprised me. This show, what's up Coco, welcome in. This show actually shook me to the core because if you told me there was going to be a Netflix exclusive anime that's based, and I, I literally mean emphasis on the based, on fighting and called Baki, I would have told you you're crazy. You're telling me there's a show where this, this guy, Baki, his dad who is the strongest fighter in the entire world, who literally does splits smoking a cigarette watching the news on two chairs. You're telling me this kid, Baki, is going to be the protagonist in a story where some of the greatest fighters in the entire world. I'm talking about these guys are so batshit crazy. One guy's in the bottom of the ocean in a submarine held captive in a sub as a prisoner. And you know what this guy does? He finds out Baki exists, and they all want one thing in common, these crazy, batshit, crazy fighters, to taste defeat. So guess what they do? They break out of these crazy prisonments that they're stuck within because they're basically letting themselves be captive because there's nothing else to do. And this guy swims from the bottom of the ocean to go fight Baki. I, I kid you not, there's a guy in Russia who climbs like an ice mountain. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I think that was a Russian guy, actually. It's crazy crazy the fact that this show was based on martial arts almost kind of like ties in with different fight styles and different type of people from around the world i was infatuated the first season and i will be just here there's a part where it goes to the end of the first season where baki is fighting this like general guy from the americas in an amusement park and I'm not a fan of this. I don't know about you. Some people don't mind it. I'm personally not a fan of when anime shows, they kind of like integrate CGI. I'm not a fan of when shows try to like kind of save money and time and get stuff kind of there because they don't want to hand draw everything. So they'll kind of quickly tie in CGI. There was a lot of that in that first season fight with the general and Baki. I wasn't a fan. Was not a fan. But the season gets better. They involve more money. Season two got way better. Son of Ogre was, dude... The entirety of Baki gets better and better and better. And I know there isn't a lot of shows that can do that. Most shows are good, okay, got a little better, falls off. Or it's good, okay, what's happening? It's not every show that can keep itself going, especially in a multitude of seasons. Like, you have to remember that. It's very rare for a show 
not only to get another season, but it's very rare for a show to continue its ability with what it's already doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very tough for a show to keep that level of hype, which is why I respect this, and I'll say this, why One Piece has a lot of fandom. I truly believe One Piece is only so hyped right now because of social media and the involvement that it has, because I've tested this. I've really tested this. I've went to other content creators' pages who talk about One Piece, and anything else they talk about doesn't get views, so they stay to One Piece. I don't hate on them. It's the player of the game thing, right? I don't hate the player. I hate the game. So that's why, to me, with Baki, I really like the fact that Baki also, from a social media aspect, introduced a lot of the fitness enthusiasts. Like, trust me, I'm a gym head. I love the gym. I love using my body. I'm a firm believer in somebody that uses their body, keeps their body. I'm a firm believer that the more you practice is what you preach. I'm a firm believer that if your body elevates itself, your mind can keep up with it and your ascension can happen as well. Mind, body, and soul, they're all connected. I love the fact Baki took over a lot of young kids. And a lot of younger people I see within the fitness uh, content creation world, or even when I'm at the gym themselves too, they're training to be anime characters. That's because of Baki. It's not because of anything else. Trust me. Goku's been around for a cool minute. My boy Goku and Vegeta been out here for a cool minute. Nobody was trying to be like Vegeta or Goku. Trust me. I'm saying it with truth. The young culture now today, especially with social media, it is the new driving market of news, of entertainment, of social memes. Everything comes from social media. Why do you think they want to ban TikTok? Just saying. So to me, Baki is an insanely good show. It gets better and better and better. The joke of them being like crazily buff and like over-the-top martial arts extremists, it doesn't get played out. It gets better in some kind of crazy way. It's an A-plus tier. Absolutely A-plus tier for me. I can't give it an S because personally, I haven't watched the newest season that just came out. So it's kind of like I'm only holding it back because I'm behind, which is fair. I mean, if I'm behind, I can't let you go without me. I mean, come on now. So I'll give it an A-plus. But for an overall rating... I will give it a 10. I will absolutely give it a 10. I will even overlook, like I told you, the first season mishap they did with that CGI stuff because I know the money wasn't really involved with it yet. If it was like, let's just say Attack on Titan, which I still hold really ill will towards it, Attack on Titan did something that was kind of upsetting. Attack on Titan in the final season, I think it was part two or maybe the part one one, they started off with some CG stuff. I believe it was part one and people were not a fan of it, including myself. You can't have a set narrative or a set level of expectation for as long as we had it, and then all of a sudden, it falls off. Like, you know, like you you can't set an expectation so high, and then it's just taken away. Like, really think about that. Like, truly think about that. It's like, say you're dating somebody for the first time, right? If you're dating somebody, or you're talking, and you're having fun together, and they put their best foot forward. Like, I'm talking about, they open the car doors for you if you're a lady. I mean, guys, maybe, I mean, shoot, we like doors open for us too. They open the doors for you, They always make sure like that you're okay. They reach out. They listen to you. They take you out to dinner. They're always thoughtful. They go out of their way to do little things that matter the most to you. When you're walking down the street and they're next to the the street, they'll pull you to the side so they're closer to the street. So if a a train's running by, he won't kill you. (laughs) You know, like little shit like that, right? If they do little shit like that and you really fall for it even more because of like, you know, the, the connection you had physically and then also this other part, you know, heightens it. And then say they just stop. Like I'm saying like no more doors. I'm not even reaching out anymore. I'm going cold turkey on you. It would shock you, wouldn't it? Like, I know me personally, like, what the fuck happened? Like, who is this person? What what was Who's this a lie the whole time? You set an expectation so high? It's like, so that's why always be yourself. 
That kind of happened with Attack on Titan. So I'm glad they fixed that crap because I hold Attack on Titan as one of the best shows I've seen in my life and could be the number one show if they finish this correctly. No, I've never read the manga. I don't want to spoil anything if it's coming out. I think the same thing happened with Baki, but they saved it. It started kind of weird and got better. So A plus tier. I think that's fair. Now, let's go to a show. The fourth one on this list of Rate That Anime Netflix Edition. Comey Can't Communicate. Now, this one was very tough for me to rate justly. I was extremely biased the first time I watched this show. Hear me out. I'm somebody who my favorite genres are slice of life, fantasy base, above all else. I love those type of genres because number one, the dating market is absolute shit in this life now. Women, it's just, oh God, what is this ick stuff now? Guys, why are we so soy boy? It's just getting weird in the dating world. So I like to watch a show that's based on something that seems like it should be freaking natural like that. I like slice of life. I like good romance animes. Just like the fact like uh, Spice and Wolf, I think that's a great old renaissance kind of a show with Lawrence and Holo, the sarcasm they have and stuff. It's really great. But the fact is, with Comey Can't Communicate, I'm not somebody that has social anxiety. As you can tell, I'm literally on multiple platforms doing this podcast. I'm not somebody who's afraid to talk. I talk for a living. I work in radio. I work in television. I do social media. Like I do content. I stream. I'm not somebody who has that issue, right? So that's where it comes into relatability. That's where it comes into attention to detail. That's where it really comes into gen, uh, genre originality. I can't be biased in rating it justly. Personally, it turned me off. I didn't even watch season two, to be honest with you. I couldn't get into it. The MC was super bland. He just had like a, a gray flower in his hair looking like hair design. Comey's extremely beautiful, but she can't talk. Her big eyes at least save the kind of environment the side characters make the show. It was just really, really hard for me to enjoy it, right? But again, I can't rate this unjustly, and I had to put my bias to the side. Looking at it for what it is, hearing everybody talk about Comey as well, it's an it's a B plus. I'll be real. It's a B plus anime. It's probably an A, especially with season two, which I'm sure it progresses the story a little bit better. It's a B plus for me. I will say as a rating wise, though, I hold it lower. It's a five out of 10 just because, again, the relatability is really hard for me. But I know it is tough now, especially in this life now where we have so many social media outlets and we have so many availabilities to all these social platforms and we have so many ways to talk to people through a screen. When you're standing face to face somebody and you look up for the first time in like 10 hours, you're like, oh, fuck, that's a person. I ah! And you run away. You know, I get it. I, I know social anxieties and awkwardness and introverts. It's higher than it's ever been. Why do you think depression's higher than it's ever been? Why do you think like all of these things are bigger than it's ever been? It's got to be something to do with all this shit, right? So I understand it connects to a lot of people, which is why I still rate it high for a tier setting. I will rate it high. I know it helps a lot of people. By God, I should probably give it an A. But for myself, ah, it missed. It missed. It missed. It missed. I think I said it missed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just the best way I can say it. But let's move on. So now the fifth one on this list for the Netflix exclusive rate that anime is Bastard. The Bastard, the rock god of the emo world. Long white hair. I'm stuck in a little boy. I just need a kiss from a virgin to let myself leash. So the storyline is poo poo. <laughs> There is no storyline. If you've watched Bastards on Netflix, by God almighty, if you had an episode on and the volume was really loud and somebody walked into your house or your room or your parents got home or your significant other walked in and some of these scenes are playing really loud, you'll probably get the sussy badge really quick. I'm talking about you could probably be on a watch list <laughs> for watching bad. It feels like it. It's just such a weird 
lewd-ish, kinky, rock-hard aspect of a show like i don't i really don't know how to rate bastard appropriately <laughs> it's it's so weird like it made me sh like i literally feel like that chick the meme where she's just like i don't know what to rate it like it, it put me for such a loop because it's really thrown in this medieval setting right wizards warlocks all of these battles with the kingdoms and this dude which was like the main mage that this guy is sadistic beyond belief who wanted to destroy the world gets imprisoned in this like kid's body and then in this kid's body, he's like basically, you know, a prisoner. But then like this, the sister, older figure, whoever she was, every time she like kisses him, like, you know, kissing a frog, she unleashes him. But he's like kind of changed now. And he's kind of like a good guy, but he's still bad. But it's weird, right? And it's episodic, but there's no really progression in the storyline. The things I liked about this show, I'll say some good about it. It has that rock feel, like 90s hair metal rock band. Like, every character design is over the top. The women are, like, accentuatedly beyond busty. The guys are so ripped. They look like they woke up and ate a freaking trebolone sandwich and did finger push-ups. Like, it's, it's just so cool. The element is kind of vibey with, like, the metal scene, but... The storyline is not there. The progression line is whatever. I, I'm going to give it a C plus for a tier rating. And I think that is just. I really think that's justly given. Because if you think about it again, what the hell am I watching? It just seems like a fetish show. It really seems like a show. Perfect example. This just popped in my head. It feels like if my dad, who was really big into 90s, 80s hair metal stuff. I think it's 80s. Into 80s hair metal stuff. If my dad came up to me and was like, son, I'm thinking about getting into that anime. What would you recommend I watch? My dad doesn't sound like that. I wish he did. Son, what should I watch for my first time? I'd be like, dad, watch Bastard. And he'd be like, I'm not a bastard. You know, grandpa. And I'd be like, no, dad, it's a show. It's on Netflix. You got to watch it. It's called Bastard. He'd probably dig it because I know like, you know, like the, the quirky, like kind of etchy stuff might miss on some people. My dad's got to be like me. He'll probably enjoy it. But I give it a C plus, maybe a B. Overall rating, I'll give it a seven. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was weirdly enjoyable, if that makes sense. So if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. Now, let's go on to one of my top five shows of all time. And that's a statement. I've watched hundreds upon hundreds. I'm getting close to a thousand animes watched in my life. If I told you I have a show for you that's a Netflix exclusive that I don't even believe has any manga material. I think it was a complete original design. I think. I have to look into it more. If I told you I have a show that's based on a character who was a literal meat sack her entire life, who was used for war, who was shunned upon, disdained, and had never experienced any amount of love, respect, affection, empathy, anything in her life. And somehow, some way, she gets put into the good graces of a major. A guy that finally feels some way about her and takes her under his care to show her and to teach her things, to learn to read and write, to understand comprehensiveness, to see empathy, to feel love, and to finally have an understanding of self and the awareness of the world it is, to finally have somebody in the world care about you in a world that felt like it was nothing but hell. I tell you to watch Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden is one of, I get goosebumps just talking about it. Violet Evergarden, which is going to be my next piece, the next tattoo I'm getting up here, which I'll go live to show you guys as I'm getting it done. Violet Evergarden is probably the only anime in my entire life that I've experienced that I went in with no knowledge, 
Nobody ever talked about it. I never saw a wink of it on social media. I had no idea what it was about, and I saw it was one season. So I thought it'd be a fun, quick watch and something to add to my belt of anime that I've seen in my life. Boy, oh boy, not only did I actually physically cry. <laughs> this is crazy to say because I'm not that kind of emotional dude. I actually wept on multiple episodes which within Violet Evergarden because it's based on an episodic vibe of this girl named Violet, as I explained to you, was just used for war and killing people, who is loses the person close to her, which is the major, and has to find a purpose and a way of living when she had never any idea of how to live. The only thing she had close to her is now gone. She becomes a memories doll, which is somebody who writes letters for people in this time era, because this is still before technology and stuff, before anybody really knew how to read or write. So she would go to their house, she would listen to their stories, and she would write it down in such a poetic way that it would bring emotions to people. And there's so many people and so many stories she comes into interaction with, it still to this day hits me. The one episode that I'll always remember forever and always, I'm a mama's boy by nature, is the fact that within Violet Evergarden, it's an episode where she helps a mother with her daughter. And she does something for this mother, and she writes a lot of letters. And I'm not going to spoil anything because this is one of those shows I will never spoil. You could pay me right now. I will reject your money. Everybody needs to experience this for themselves. Everybody needs to see the greatness of Violet Evergarden. Everybody needs to understand why this show is different. And this show is what I would like to say should be the staple of what a lot of shows try to emulate from a character development aspect, from the progression of a story in a short span, and the perfect touch to an episodic vibe that is really hard to emulate. Some shows that come to mind that do really well are Samurai Champlow and Cowboy Bebop. And those are the same creators. They did a great job. Violet Evergarden, I kid you not, man. If y'all want to feel something, if you haven't felt something in a while because of this mundane groundhog shit we constantly live all the time, if you want to feel something, go watch Violet Evergarden. You'll thank me. I promise you, you will thank me. As for a tier rating, it's an S. It's honestly an S. And anybody that you talk to or that you really have a conversation with, if they don't say Violet Evergarden is one of the best shows they've seen in their life, it's got to be for personal reasons. It's got to be for a biased reason. Because from an objective standpoint and seeing what the show is, and then if you also want to tie in the fact that they have the Violet Evergarden movie, which is canon, which is continuing the story after the whole first season ends, there's no effing way you can tell me that story doesn't captivate you from a romance standpoint, from a character progression standpoint, from a mental health standpoint, from an emotional standpoint of somebody trying to find a reason to live and value within their life. And you have to chase something in life. If we're not working towards something, we're not doing anything. Why do you think so many people hate waking up in the morning? Because they're not doing anything. Why do you think so many people don't want to get up in the morning because like the aspect, what am I going to do with myself? Why do you think so many people are sad, depressed? Because you have to have a reason to live. Violet shows you that. Like, oh man, I'm telling you, I'll get way too excited if I keep talking about this show. It's an S tier show. It's a 10 out of 10. I fell in love with this show. It's a top five show for me still to this day. And I saw this years ago. And then when I watched the Violet Evergarden movie, it just reconfirmed why it's one of my favorite shows. I know I'm biased. That's what a top five is supposed to be for yourself. A top 10 list for yourself is supposed to show who you are. I hope you know that. If your top 10 list is just shonens, you're a kid. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Shonens are made for children. If you're somebody who only likes shonens, ah, 
not. We might want to grow up. We might want to put the schmuckables, the schmuckables, the uncrustables, whatever they're called, the PB&Js down. Maybe put the dino nuggies away and go have some pasta le lechon. Go over to like a place and have some chana masala from an Indian spot. Go over to a place that's like a Brazilian place and sit down and have some finger food. Go to like a Mediterranean spot. Go to a New Orleans bit. You got to experience life. Shonens, I get it. They are the staple for anime. Shonens run the effing world. Do I like it? No. I think they're basics, like base level animes. It doesn't mean they can't be good. Jujutsu Kaisen's out. That's kind of saying in, but it's more shonen. Uh, here's Demon Slayer. Uh, One Piece. These are all shonens. And I understand. Naruto. Naruto. I know that people love these shows. Trust me. They're supposed to be great shows. But you need more after that. You can't become a professional chef if you're making mac and cheese all day. You got to be able to make a turducken. <laughs> like, you know, it's the same thing when I had a rant when I talked about it. Are anime fans fans of anime? I don't think so. I think majority of people just like shows. It's hard to find an anime fan. It's really hard to find somebody who puts the involvement, the time and effort and loves something like that. It's impossible to find somebody that's really a craftsman like that. I think there's experts out there. But they're probably alone. Solitaire. Shout out to PM Dom. <laughs> but to me, again, that show's iconic. I love it. I think it's one of the best shows I've seen in my life. And I'm beyond blessed that Netflix had a banger. I was hopeful that they did something great like that. Now, here's another controversial one. Let's continue with Rate That Anime Netflix Edition. Let's go now to Castlevania. Now, shout out to my boy, Scoo, who I saw was in the chat. He sent me a heart. Love you, my boy. Castlevania. Now, let's have a talk. Is Castlevania an anime? Yes, it's animation. Yes, it is technically an anime. Yes, it is a form of animation style from a certain place. I get it. I understand it. It might not have been made in Japanese culture, but it's still an anime. I looked up sites. I typed in information. I searched uh, Netflix exclusive animes and everywhere had Castlevania on there. I agree with them. I believe Castlevania should be taken as, and I do mean this, Castlevania is an anime. It is sensational. I love it from start to finish. It is basically the old school game, if you've never played it, embodied into a TV show for you to watch. Uh, the Belmonts, when you watch my boy, Mr. Belmont, dog, I know we talked about Sinbad a few moments ago and the Rizzle Bear Sinbad is. Let me now welcome in the Belmonts <laughs> and the guy that is, dude, he is so badass. If you ever ask me for like anime male figures that I want to kind of align myself with, with the swagger and the rizzleness and the ability they have to just be savant and just fight for everything they love. Look for Trevor Bel Belmont. Trevor is literally a god amongst men. The guy is the last Belmont still alive. And the first episode you get introduced to this guy, he's literally getting his face kicked in for just being a part of his family. And he's still a badass. He was just trying to take a piss, trying to drink a beer and take a piss. And people did not like him. <laughs> But it's awesome. The storyline of Castlevania is dark. It's like the grown-up Twilight shit without the love stupidness of that chick, the Kristen Dunn or whatever her name is, where she's like, Edward, I love you. I'm awkward. I'm Kristen. I'm in Twilight. <laughs> I don't know if I like Jacob or Edward. Vampire or werewolf. <laughs> This is like, if you if you looking for that grown shit, like you looking for a dope ass vampire anime, Castlevania's for you. It has everything from that lore. It has werewolves, uh, vampires, likings, oh my. Like it literally has everything you can imagine. And the story starts off with Dracula falling in love with a mortal woman. And they fall in love 
Dracula doesn't even want to be bad anymore. He just wants to live with her and live happily. But of course, what happens? The church. Winston Churchill. How dare you, Dracula? It's God's will that we reign upon thee, the pick of acts of justice, and cast you out from hell. Cults. Everywhere's cults I see in this life. Cults, 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 cults. Literally, the freaking church starts all of this. Goes there and kills his wife. He gets pissed off beyond belief. He murders everybody. I literally, and I'll say this too, and I mean this, the first episode of Castlevania, I almost couldn't continue the show. Now, hear me out. I know it sounds like, you know, soy boy stuff. I almost could not continue after that first episode. It gets gory as F. Like, I'm talking about if you've ever seen Goblin Slayer and you watch that first episode of Goblin Slayer, whoo, just be prepared is all I'm going to say for the first episode of Castlevania. That shit is rough. Rough. I'm talking about babies, women, children. Like, everybody's getting murked. Like, I'm literally, it's... It's rough, dude. It's rough when uh, Dracula goes apeshit. It's rough. But the story gets really good because you get introduced to Dracula's son. You get introduced to this uh, mage girl that kind of maybe has a fling with the Belmont guy. I'm not going to spoil anything. But the characters that get introduced, there's not too many of them. There's a main group, a main trio, that their objective is to defeat Dracula. And along the way... You get introduced to a lot of things that's going on behind the scenes within this world. Is the church really good people? Uh, I don't know. Let's go ask the Pope. Abemus Papin. I'm just saying. There's a lot of stuff connected to this story that's even deeper than just the werewolf and vampire fighting Dracula. The story is deep. It gets even more involved when you go like to the third and fourth season when it introduces like these other vampire lords of this area and just like these guys that are like, I, I think they're called forgers where they can create demons out of corpses. Like, I'm telling you when I mean this, if you're looking for a dark show and I mean like one of those kind of just like, oh, it's like a Diablo kind of a vibe. Go watch Castlevania again. Oh, I kind of want to give it an S tier. I really do. But I'm gonna be realistic. It's an A plus. It's an A plus. Castlevania is really well. It kind of feels like it's a little stretch towards two, three into season four, because after, you know, the whole thing with Dracula, it kind of starts to build up to a different story idea. I mean, it, it's still good. Trust me. Don't get me wrong. As for its tier rating, though, I'll give it an A+. It's not perfection. It's an A+. And I'll give it a 9 out of 10 for myself. It captivated me on so many levels. It just felt like the pacing at some parts were a little bit like, uh, uh there's also one, um, Asku, you might have to help me out with her name here. There's also a redhead um, vampire girl in this show. And uh, Mommy is all I'm going to say. Uh, there's a part where she puts a ring on one of the forger guys. And basically, he becomes her pet. She is gorgeous like that. Oh, my. And her voice actress, uh, whoever does the voice actor for her is so effing good. She like she captivates you with beauty. Like her voice just sounds hot. Like you've never talked to somebody on the phone. I mean, I know people don't really talk on the phone anymore, but where you like talk to somebody on the phone, like say you call to place an order at like a bar, right? And you're putting it for burgers and she's like, hello. And you're like, oh, my God, I got to get nicer clothes on real quick while I'm on the phone. <laughs> she sounded like that. Castlevania, definitely a good show. Super pumped that it was on uh, Netflix. And I don't care what you say, I still consider it a type of anime, even though it's animation. So now let's continue with a few more. We're already an hour in, but we'll, we'll do a couple more real quick. Let's go now to Kaki Guri. The thrill, the rush of it all, the gambling anime I never expected to ever watch in my life. Kaki Guri is an anime based on gambling. <laughs> and it's basically these kids go to this school that is supposed to have the most competitive and the most highly intellectual gambling people in the entire 
world. And it's kind of amazing. Like, it's kind of crazy when you watch this show because there is no crazy fight scenes, but the fighting is like changed into these creating like these crazy betting things they have to do. Like people's lives are on the line in a Russian roulette game. People's limbs are on the line on this like uh, this like I don't even know what it's called, but it's like one of those things that drops down and cuts your hand off or your head. What were those things called back in the day? Whatever it was. But like they have these hands in it and they have to cut these strings and the wrong one could cut your hand off. There's like a card game where people are betting all these things. And like the coolest thing, too, about this show, which I will say. If you lose all your money, you basically become somebody's pet and like you have to wear this chain and you basically are owned by that person, which is crazy to say. But if you watch it, it's really interesting The the main uh, protagonist, the MC herself, she is so unique because her character design is beautiful. She has long black hair, tall, thin physique. She has like these red eyes almost like when she gets really into it. But she gets like overly turned on and kind of like, you know, like horny style when she gets into bets where everything is on the line. She's all about it. She literally wants to throw everything on the line because that's all that matters. It's pretty insane is all I'll say. Really dope show. I love this storyline. It evolves really well, too, with the progression of it and carries you along with this kind of, um, uh, like, the council because you find out, like, there's this council, like, the top of the top members of the school that she has to go against. So there is, like, some kind of progression with the story. And a really cool side thing here, too, in the actual show, it's one of the few that have an, a live adaptation that's actually really good. Like, I mean this when I say this. I know a lot of anime live adaptations get shit talked on them, and a lot of shows people don't really respect or enjoy. I will say this is one of the few that is really good. Like, I'm talking about when you go watch the Japanese version of the live adaptation, there's scenes within the show where the entire room of people pauses and freezes because the character involved in that better gamble is having, like, that inner monologue, like Light Yagami or L from Death Note. And so in the live adaptation, everybody in the room, the actors, freeze. Like it looks like one of those old trend things where everybody was frozen in a room when the camera went around. And then that main character is rifting, having their thoughts and stuff. It is so cool and so well done. I personally loved it. So that's why to me, I think that this actual show is a breath of fresh air too. Because how many shows can you really think are based on gambling? Not many. I mean, not many come to mind to me. So Authenticity, this is one of those shows that stands out. It's two seasons. It's a fun watch. There's even a spinoff of the blonde hair girl, which is like the first real character that you have this back and forth with, with the MC. It's a really good show. I enjoyed it. I thought I was actually um, happily surprised that they were able to give me a betting aspect and put it into a show that was actually entertaining and kind of felt like there was actually a little bit of stress involved where you're like, oh, shit somebody gonna die like the crazy chick that has the eye patch with the russian roulette thing where she's just shooting her eye. crazy but you know what are you gonna do i will give it an a solid a it's a high rating i know but i really think that the uniqueness of the show the authenticity of what it's bringing and the fact that it's something different that i'm not used to with all of the volume of anime i've watched and i like the mc and especially if you get introduced to the antagonist that like the principal of the inner circle group and like she has this beautiful detail where she has this white hair, blue lipstick almost like blue eyes. It's, it's, she's really uniquely designed and also there's a character in this show that it's this young girl that wears this like kind of suit, this animal suit that you see at a lot of cosplay events. It's a dope show. It has a lot of strong lead uh, women in this one as well that are not like overly pushing in your face. It's well done. It's a good show. I enjoyed it. I'll give it an A and an 8 out of 10. I have to. I would be stupid to not give it a good rating. It's a great show and a fun time. So now we'll do one more show. 
I'll save the rest for the next time. And I want to touch on two movies real quick because there are two anime movies on Netflix that are absolute bangers. So the last one we're going to do, and this is a sleeper one. I don't think a lot of people have heard of this one. Sirius the Jaeger. Sirius the Jaeger. It's not Aaron Jaeger's long lost brother in a vampire world. It's called Sirius the Jaeger. So just like I was talking about with Castlevania, this one is a legit anime. There's no discussion and it's kind of slept on. I've never met anybody who really talks about it or boasts about it because number one, it's not like an iconic anime. It's not something that's going to captivate you, but it's a sleeper. It's based on vampires and it's based on that kind of a setting as well where it's like almost like English 1800s. It kind of feels like but the thing that's really cool about the story is you really don't know whose side you're on like you're kind of confused because it's like well the series the Jaegers these Jaegers they hunt vampires but some of them are vampires but what exactly are the vampires doing are they bad people oh they're bad people but what are we doing are we a secret agency are we really fighting against them what's the point of all this so to me it was a pleasant surprise because again one nobody talked about it I just kind of go through Netflix exclusive shows sometimes and just watch them to see if they're any good like another one I might have to touch on even though I said I wasn't going to it's a fun watch it keeps you on the edge of your toes it's not anything that's going to be memorable say long term it's not something that's going to surprise you but I do think it's one of those shows where if you're looking for things that are off the beaten path that are uh, I guess you could say exclusive to a certain um, streaming site this is one of them. Based on vampires, again, the main character is really cool. I like his vibe. I'll give it a C plus. C plus with a 5 out of 10. I know it's a little low, but I again, like it's not anything too crazy memorable. I enjoyed it when I watched it, so I'll give it a 5 out of 10 C plus. One more real quick. One more real quick because this one hit me really well. Kotaro Lives Alone. This is Rate That Anime, Netflix edition, and Kotaro Lives Alone. I did not expect to really feel for this young man, this kid. Uh, It's a very unique animation style, almost feels like manga drawing, but if you have had the pleasure of watching this show, you are very uh, privileged in knowing that you got to watch something that shines a light on the youth aspect of something we all forget as we grow. And the thing that the world is constantly trying to take from you, they're trying to take your innocence. They're trying to take your youth. They're trying to take your imagination. So now, what if I gave you a character who is a toddler, basically. Like, this kid is four or five years old, I think. Maybe six. Kotaro. Uh, Something horrific happens to his family. And now he lives alone. And he lives in an apartment all by himself. And the craziest part is, you would think, well, how does he survive? How does he get by? I mean, it's, it's a show you'd have to watch to understand. Let's just say, those with the strongest challenges in life have the strongest souls. And Kotaro, there's a scene where he's playing in a park and he has these balloons with him and he draws faces on them. Oh God. I'm somebody who holds family very dear to me because I was very blessed to have a good family. I'm somebody who was very affirmative in my beliefs that you have to take care of the people who take care of you or else you are not doing justice to the world because the karmatic system we live in you've got to appease it you've got to follow it and you've got to take care of the people who deserve it the most to me Kotoro is one of the most beautiful souls I've seen in an anime especially from a kid perspective and he is so blessed to have the neighbors that are in his life because they are great people and I will say this too Kotaro Lives Alone shines a very good light on the Japanese culture. So let me tell you this. If you have never been to Japan and have never experienced the greatness of the Japanese culture, in Japan, 
girls that are barely over 21 or old enough to drink, they can get sloshed and walk home without a care in the world. Children who are Kotoro's age, who are four, five, six years old, can go blocks away from them, their houses to go grocery shopping and they'll be totally fine. And the people, the community, the culture will watch over them and not even know who they are. They will make sure they're good. Everything in Japan, that is what I would yearn for in an American culture, but we can't get the F out of our own way. We're too busy worried about race and who did this, who has that, your political beliefs, this. Japan gets it, dude. They're like, none of that matters. We're a community. If we don't all grow together, it doesn't matter. That's the kind of thing I wish more people would endeavor into. And I wish a lot of people would enjoy because we got to look out for each other. I mean, it says it in the commandments in the Bible and stuff. Like, trust me, this isn't religious stuff. Because trust me, I'm, I'm somebody who believes like the Bible and stuff like that. It's coding to living a better life. It's not literally meant to take word for word serious. Like it's a real thing. God is not outside of you. It's in you. I watched Kotoro Lives Alone. And I thought it was poetic to see how these people who have no reason to talk to Kotaro are not family members, are not friends, never even met this damn kid, but are introduced to him because of the environment they live in and there's some of them are neighbors and stuff and they look over him. They treat him like family and that shit is powerful because if you are somebody who is blessed with a good family, I won't speak for everybody because we're in a fucked up world right now, but if you're blessed with people who are close to you, this will show you to appreciate them because we never know when our last day is. We never know when their last day is. So why are you gonna mistreat the people who are the closest to you? Why are you gonna neglect the ones who love you the most? Why are you gonna hold uh, ill will or an eye for an eye for people who don't deserve that? So Kotoro lives alone. I know it's based on a kid who lives by himself, but to me, I got so much more from that damn show. And it hit me so effing hard. And it's a newer show. And I know there's a live anime adaptation of it too, but God almighty, that anime, oh, 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, and I will give it an A+. It, for what it does, if you're open to sitting back and enjoying a show that's going to give you something different and make you kind of enjoy life a little bit more and respect and really cherish kids, kids are the most freaking innocent in our lives, man. Like, the kids need to be defended more than anything. Those are the ones who are going to run the world one day when we're gone. They should have all the focus. Like, we're the money for them, but we're giving it to basketball players? $60 million for Anthony Davis, who can barely play half a season, but a teacher makes what? thirty grand a year? We're fucked, is all I'm going to say. Watch Kotaro Lives Alone. Do yourself a favor. So now... Two movies real quick before we're out of here. I, this is a fun first stream. I want to say thank you for anybody who is here right now. I know I had a little bit of issue, uh, issue on the Twitch side. I fixed that. I'm getting used to everything. This is a lot to do for my first stream, but thank you guys for being here tonight. I'm very happy you guys enjoyed the streams. I'm just doing something different, and I wanted to give you guys a way to enjoy a live television show from a social media aspect when we're in a world where it seems like the world isn't real anymore. So I wanted to bring that to you guys and see that what I do is real. This is one take. I don't pause. I don't break. I don't <laughs> edit shit. I literally just have a conscious flow because this is what I'm meant to do. So thank you for being here. Now let's do two quick movies before we're out of here. The first movie on the Rate That Anime Netflix edition, A Whisker Away. Now, if you are somebody who has never had a pet cat in your life, well, don't need to listen then because you will not understand. I am somebody who has always been a dog over cat person, okay? I've always been that way. And for some reason, every person, whether it be my ex-girlfriend that I lived with for a while or my sister who was at my mom's house with me, uh, they always get cats. And somehow I always end up being the person taking care of the cat. 
<laughs> and so the newest cat we have here, the cat's name is literally Kitty because nobody gave it a name. A Whisker Away is based on the world of cats. And the crazy thing is, is that it shows you a little bit more about the life of a cat, the way cats live, and also a world that only cats can go to. Because I don't know if you're very privy into like the illustrious history and lore of kitty cats, but in Egyptian times, they are said to have been guardians of parallel universes. That cats literally, and I mean literally, have the ability through their vision and senses to see other dimensions and other dimensional beings. So Egyptian culture not only had them as sphinxes and stuff like that, they were worshipped because they were protectors. So they literally said, like, I, I remember something across a video where somebody said, like, y'all don't even know this, but... If you're ever in your house and you don't know where your cat is and all of a sudden you see him shooting out of nowhere, he just came back. He went somewhere to do something. He just came back. A whisker away touches on that, but in a very cool, cute way, because the main character in this show doesn't seem to like their life, is a little upset with the way things are going, the progression of a lot of stuff. So in a sense, this being offers them to become a cat. All they have to do is give them their face and then they give them a face of a cat. And so it happens. And so they exchange bodies and the character becomes a cat. The thing that's really cool, though, about this movie is you see the life that it uh, kind of endeavors into and how lives of cats are very, you know, chill, laid back. But the people you leave behind that this main character does kind of affects them in a long term. Right. So the really cool part is this highlights that it shows you the main character. The detail and animation style is beautifully done. And the best part about this anime is you get to see that world that only cats go to a whiskered away. <laughs> it's really fun. I won't spoil anything, but you have to watch this movie. It's a quick, excuse me. It's a quick, easy watch. You're not going to be oversaturated with things. It's beautifully animated. And the best part about it, the best thing about it is the show is going to highlight something that I think cat owners would really appreciate. And I'm not a cat owner. I just somehow end up taking care of these freaking cats. I appreciate the movie. It's not the best. Uh, the direction, the storyline, and the development isn't the best, but the story is still fun to watch. I'll give it an 8 out of 10 as a rating and a solid B+. Loved it. Had a great time. It's a fun watch. Now, the last one I'm going to do tonight before we get out of here is the anime-exclusive movie called Bubble. If you have never watched Bubble... Boy, oh boy, do not, do not, uh, not only do I feel bad for you because it's a recent movie that just came out, this is hardcore parkour in a bubble filled world, baby. I'm talking about bubbles on bubbles. I'm talking about so many bubbles that Tokyo is flooded. Literally, people had to get the F out because it's covered by a bubble and filled with bubbles. <laughs> you might think to yourself, I'll just pop the bubbles. What if there's billions of bubbles? Billions. The animation style, it gives me a cyberpunk edge runner vibe, but from a more beautiful standpoint of a parkour hardcore, um, uh, not like cyberpunk, but it kind of gives you like that. Oh, there's a movie I'm thinking of, Mad Max. If you've ever seen that movie Mad Max where it's like desert oriented, this one has like that unique character design. But inside of this bubble, because, you know, spoiler alert, Tokyo gets covered by this massive bubble and now everyone evacuated, but still people go into this bubble and live life within it. And a lot of them compete with these hardcore, hardcore track runs. And I'm telling you, if y'all have seen that video game called Up or whatever it's called right now, it's like, uh, it's a video game everybody was playing where they just keep climbing up and up and up and up. This anime bubble, 
has one of the dopest animation uh, scenes that I've seen where you're following them running through this insane course of objects up into, it was unbelievable. The storyline doesn't flow the best, but it's still very cute. It's still very fun. And when you get to understand exactly why these bubbles are here and why just one bubble in particular is so important to our MC and the character of this growth of the story, I give it a nine out of 10, A+. I loved it. I preach by it. I still think it was one of the best anime movies from 2022 or 2021 whenever it came out. It is such a good movie. Please do yourself a favor. Sit down tonight and just watch Bubble. I promise you'll have a good time. Even if you don't end up liking it, at least it's something different. Again, I'm somebody who tries to bring you shows that are different. I want to bring to your guys' attention shows maybe you've never seen before. I want to bring to your guys' enjoyment maybe something you've never experienced. And so Bubble for me... When have you watched a hardcore parkour anime? I mean, the thing that comes to mind that's the most recent is The Office, where they're like doing hardcore parkour, hardcore parkour. <laughs> this is literally an anime of hardcore bubble core, baby. <laughs> I would say the fact that major streaming platforms now, like Disney, who bought Hulu, that's having their own animation companies start, that Netflix, Amazon, all of these uh, Crunchyroll, just to name one that's big in the anime side, these empires are now getting more money than ever before. There is so much money now for anime. Where we're going to be in five years from now is going to be insane because I'm optimistic and positive when I say this. I know the recent shows that I've done, one of them was called The Anime World's in Trouble because the anime world now is focused on money over actually doing good things for people or the environment of creativity and producers and upping the pay for a lot of these animators. But I will say I'm hopeful because I think us as a populace, we can create the change. That's why I started this entire show tonight talking about Kai and the volume of people Kai brought together from just being a Twitch streamer to the world today and how in today's world, we have the power as a populace of anime lovers and fans to control the way it moves forward. In every aspect of life, I mean this when I say this, we control the way the world works. If we don't like gas prices, we all stop buying gas. We don't like food prices, we stop buying food. We control the market. People sit there and say, oh, it's impossible. How could you ever get everybody to be on board together? It's easy, we just do it. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf said it the best, just do it. I'm excited. I'm very hopeful. I'm actually thoroughly, personally, impressed that Netflix did such a damn good job with a lot of their original designs and a lot of the original creations of anime i still have so many to do i'm looking at my list right now i only got barely halfway that's how many more i have so we're definitely going to do a part two to this so have fun with it enjoy different animes and that's the best part is that you have to understand when you get into animes and viewing of anime it's supposed to be different it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to get you in an, into an environment that challenges your belief don't be the person that just sticks to the same thing you're not going to grow. If you were hanging around people that only believe the same things as you do, you're capping yourself. There's a reason why they say everybody dies at 25, but not everybody's buried till they're 70. You got to keep challenging yourself. Don't be that old dog that doesn't like new tricks. That's why I personally am going to very much enjoy adding these type of podcasts to my platform and rating these different shows because I feel I can do a kind of a good job. I know I'm still biased, but kind of a good job of bringing to your attention some fun new things. So it's the reason why I love TikTok. I have fun doing TikTok. I rate different shows. I do top 10 lists. I have fun now going live. So shout out to everybody who's here tonight. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So I appreciate you guys for being here tonight. 
I appreciate all the fun, and I'm so thankful that we get to do this together. And shout out to all the Patreon members again. Chris from Australia, I'm going to finish Future Diary this week, and I will record it next weekend. And how about I do a live just for you Patreon fans? How does that sound? Keep challenging myself, right? Why not? Let's do some fun together. Peace, love, and happiness. I thank you guys for being here again. And as always, I appreciate you for staying a while and listening. Make sure you join the Discord. You can find me on any social media platform. All you got to do is search up Anime Senpai Podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. Anime Senpai, out.